1: If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahati, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions. 888 344 1170. That's 888 344 1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego.
2: You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson, along with David Ross and George Allman. Mark Mahady has got the day off. Uh, Morning, guys.
3: Good morning.
4: Good morning. How are you?
2: I'm good. I'm good. Nice little marine layer we had. Down at this in. end, yeah. You know, I didn't even I didn't even look up at
4: at the beautiful at, at my at
2: my end of the beautiful the sky, it. beautiful sky was on it? the other
4: side. Yes, sir.
3: Beautiful moon, some planets. You know what?
4: They're what all what time, moon is they? what
2: moon is this now? The super duck moon or something like that? I can't. I there, there's could. when I was a kid, there 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 was full moon, there was new moon, there was blue moon, and that was it. Now it's like every it's like every moon cycle now. There's a, a new. new there's a new name for a moon. Well,
4: what I find interesting with that, though, is when you look at the, when you look it up in, on any of the websites, there's a whole history. Like it's been called this since 1853, or you know, in, in old farmers. De- it, but we've never heard it that way. It's no, like it's just it, recently it, as. I wonder. I wonder if a that, resurgence in old names.
2: I wonder if that's because we have moved, as a society, we have moved somewhat away from a agrarian society. Where there's not as many farmers and people people in farming. Yeah. So, yeah. I I kind of like it. You like like what?
4: I like the old names that have a history behind them. Well, the old with a history. I like the names that we're using that have a history behind them.
2: Maybe Maybe I would appreciate them more if I looked up that history. There you go. I will have to do that. All right.
3: Okay. I'm okay with that. I, I have no interest in it. But when you think about it from a historical perspective, maybe I can, I can give you a little leeway there. I can go with that. Thank you, you me, sir.
2: You, you okay. can work with that?
3: Yeah. Um, okay. I want to just talk real quickly about this terrible heat wave we're having this weekend. <laughs> yeah. I, I was looking on the – well, every newscast, weathercast is watch out for the terrible heat. And I can picture the guy in airplane – it's a heat wave. It's a heat wave. What are you going to make of it? But anyway, the only place that's supposed to be really hot this weekend is in the deserts, which during the summer, aren't they known for being hot?
4: They tend to be. They tend to be a little warmer than the rest of the areas. Yes, sir.
3: There's a, a, heat warning, a high heat warning for the deserts, and there's not even a heat advisory west of there. It's, a, it's July, so just relax. Water a little bit more, a little bit longer. Mulch and go forth.
4: It has been nice. I, it, people have been talking about it, the, as you just said, the heat wave, but it's been very nice in Poway anyway. It's not. It hasn't been too bad. It hasn't been particularly it's been warm. it
3: seasonably warm.
4: There's a nice kind of marine breeze or something coming, and it's nice there, particularly in the afternoons.
2: Yes, I would agree. Okay. We were up by Lake Hodges yesterday, um, late in the afternoon. It was hot. I mean, it was when we pulled out of the parking lot. It was, um, it was ninety where we were. And by the time we got down back to Scripps Ranch, it was down to 82.
3: I guess I know this isn't garden talk per se, but where does the, is the thermometer in our cars? That where is the accurate? I have no idea. Maybe you need to
4: call the next show after we're done and ask them that question. I will will
3: do so because I can't picture where you would get an accurate reading for your vehicle
4: right if it, yeah i agree if it's under the car you're getting all the asphalt above the, it's the shade
3: yeah
2: yeah i don't that's a good that's a very good question
3: okay, <laughs> okay i'm oh, calling okay. in afterwards okay um
2: moving on <laughs> sorry let's see we have um garden classes today in san diego it's uh felco tools and maintenance with Jennifer, Jennifer Thompson from felco uh we have long touted that felco is probably the uh, premier line of garden shears i think almost everybody if not everybody at the nursery carries at least one pair around i know i've got i've got a couple at the nursery i've got a couple at home um they may they're the only company that i know of that makes right and left-handed shears and if you're left-handed it makes it does make a big difference uh, since i'm left-handed i know i imagine. was
3: gonna take a shot at you and then i you know what i did i thought better of it
2: well thank you yes sir um And Jennifer is actually going to call in at the bottom of the hour and and give us a little bit more information on what she's going to be talking about Uh,
3: today. About 10 years ago, I bought a replacement plastic, the red plastic that goes over the handle Mm -hmm. on my shear. I still have not properly installed it. She told me if I brought it down there that she would install it for me. I don't think I'm going to because I need to get up to the other store.
4: Well, the good news is we are... Working with them to do a class in Poway in the fall, so we'll October, be able to. November, so if you can hold on just a couple more months, I know that you're anxious no, to get it no done. No, now I
3: need to do it.
2: <laughs> uh, let's see. In Poway at nine thirty this morning. Uh, oh, her class is going to be at nine o'clock in San Diego. Uh, at nine thirty this morning, it's be firewise planning with grade Groom Ruben from California's own native landscape. Uh, always a good idea, especially if you live in an area that can be prone to fires. Uh, to at least be aware of what's in your yard and how it's planted uh, and try to help mitigate the... uh,
3: Slow things down if you can.
2: Slow things down if you can uh, and mitigate the possible damage that can can erupt from that. And I do have to admit I mean, over the last over the last 20 years or so, the amount of the amount of native plants, drought tolerant plants, plants, more firewise plants that is available is tremendous compared to what compared to what was available prior to the cedar fire which was that's got to be almost 20 years ago now, was that
3: 2003 yeah For some reason i think so i think it,
2: i think it was 2003 that's about right thinking about how old blake is that's that's yeah i was in hawaii while that was taking place so that's I remember. that's about right um but ever since then it's it, that that market um at least in, on the wholesale side has just just exploded, and there's some there's some really nice looking stuff out there in uh, in native plants, and then you have all the Australian introductions that have come along since then. So uh, definitely worth definitely worth keeping in the back of your mind if you live in a if you live in an
3: area that is prone to fire. Okay, since you have said it twice now, now I'm going to have to come back and say what part of the county would not be prone to fire?
2: Bay Park probably. Okay,
3: Pacific Beach. Well, you know, remember? La Jolla. No, hold on, hold on. <laughs> During that fire, remember oh, they wanted it? to. Evacuate. It was coming down the
2: fifty-two. They wanted to evacuate the entire city. Feasible? Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Next weekend, uh, July twenty-third. All oh, we're two-thirds of the way through the month. Next weekend. Uh, not only is it the not only is it the first day after opening day at Del Mar. Uh, we have a class in San Diego at 9 o'clock and it's going to be growing mushrooms with Richard. I don't know who Richard is. He's the mushroom grower. The mushroom grower? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, David. Uh, Helpful. And in Poway at 930, it's going to be companion planting and book signing with Brian Lowell. So you can take a look at that. I remember a long time ago mushroom growing got to be a big thing and we had cardboard boxes that were about the size of a fruit crate, and you would—it was a mushroom growing kit, and everything you needed was in there. And you brought it home, you added water to the to the bedding or substrate, whatever you want to call it, uh, and like opened the top of the bag up, and then you just left it on your counter or in a in a cool space, and they would come up like crazy. And they, I've seen I have seen mushroom growing kits online
3: we we have a stump. And yeah. I'm pretty sure they have them at the other store. We brought some up to Poway, but they sat on our shelves, but I think they're selling them it's a, a small yeah. self-contained kit. Yeah. At the other at the San Diego store. Yeah,
2: more and more people seem to be more and more people seem to be getting involved so, with it.
3: So about the companion pan- planting class, is this where you learn who it would be a good idea to to work in the garden who, with? Who you should spend the yes. rest of your life with, with in the who garden? Should you Correct. spend or with is who? that is that what it is?
4: Yes. Okay. Actually, it's, it's, uh, Brian is uh, a big YouTuber here in San Diego. He has his own channel on uh, – it's called Next Level Gardening, and he's been published. The book he's going to bring in that we have in our bookstore in Poway uh, on companion planting was published by uh, Penguin Random House. Oh, so He's going to okay. be there signing books and teaching about companion planting.
2: It should be a good, should he be a good class. He actually came to
4: our class last week to hang out and learn a little bit about tropical fruit trees.
2: Excellent. Uh, let's see. The San Diego Botanical Garden Foundation this weekend, today and tomorrow, uh, carnivorous plant show and sale at Balboa Park. Uh, that would probably be, that would probably be very interesting to see what they have up there. And next weekend, the 22nd, 23rd and 24th, it's the turtle and tortoise society show. So if you want to go see what kind of turtles and tortoises people are collecting as pets you can go up there and check that out
4: we we get we get occasional customers that come in and asking for plants specifically for their tortoises and turtles a lot of more people have them as pets than i would have ever thought my dad
2: had um my dad had tortoises a couple of times when we were when we were growing up he had a had a big cage in the backyard it wasn't very tall it was only like a foot tall um but it was buried down on the ground a little bit so they couldn't tunnel out from underneath of it. And they just they would just live out there in the backyard in the lawn. And then he'd go out and work in the yard and he'd pick the tortoise up and take it out. And the tortoise would just follow him around the yard. It was pretty funny. Um, and then at the end of the month, 29th, 30th, and 31st, it's the San Diego County Orchid Society show summer show and sale at balboa park as well also another good one to go see because you get to see stuff that is in bloom now that is not in bloom during their major show uh in march so that's what's that's what's going on in and about san diego right now if you want to give us call 888 344 1170 is the number uh we're gonna go talk to bob and Otay mesa good morning bob how are you
5: oh, i'm Hey, last Saturday, uh, I had a shopping experience at a San Diego store, and I parked uh, on the side, side entrance, the side street, as far back as you can get because the parking lot was full. Mm-hmm. And one of your employees was going to go ahead and load my truck for me, so when I went back out there, my truck wouldn't start. So I walked back to the store and I asked the employee, I said, my, excuse me, I said, my truck will not start. Would you uh, give me a jump? I have cables. So he said yes. He brought his vehicle uh, to where I was parked. Uh, we got the car started. We unloaded everything and turned out to be a good day. So uh, got home. I couldn't remember the employee, so I had to call the store back up. And I want to give a shout-out and a thank you to Rowan for helping me because he brought his car next to mine out in the, out in the street.
2: Well, Bob, thank you very much for uh, for letting us know, and uh, we're glad to hear that Rowan was able to help and that we were uh, hitting the mark that day. Hope you got your car, car situation straightened out and that doesn't happen again for you. And uh, thank you very much for coming up to, and shopping with us. Well,
5: you're welcome. (laughs) Thank you.
2: Okay. Have a great weekend.
5: Goodbye. Bye.
2: Well, that was a nice story. Very. 888-344-1170 is the number you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more right after this.
1: Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way.
2: And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Uh, Well, if you want want ferns right now for your yard, (laughs) we got quite a few. Um, all the stuff that was up at the fair is now in the Poway store. We may have sent some down to
3: San Diego. I gave them a list and sent them some pictures. I don't think they have availed themselves of any of our spectacular. But we got some neat stuff. Ferns.
2: It's got some ni- got nice mother ferns, some beautiful, um, the Boston ferns, the, the sword ferns that came yeah. in. Those are really nice. Uh, and the blechnums. Silver Lady there.
3: Blechnum the, mini the, dwarf yeah. tree
4: ferns. I, I'm yeah. not a fern guy, but I'll tell you, I, I thought the exhibit was spectacular. And looking out at what we have in the yard right now, it looks it's gorgeous.
2: It looks really nice. Maybe and, if
4: I had more water, I would become a fern guy.
2: And, you know, but, well, you're on a well now, aren't right? you? Yeah. Not yet. Not yet, no. Not yet. Um, the wood yet is. The, the palm trees.
3: Fo- foxtail palms. Foxtail yes. palms. Those, Those are
2: really nice yeah they are you know and those were popular what 15 years ago 20 years ago yeah and then they they disappeared for a long time and now they're and these obviously have been growing for a while because since they were popular (laughs) yeah (laughs) um they're just
3: like with everything else i am way behind the curve i pick up the popular stuff from 10 15 years ago and bring it back it uh they they they're really nice palms um and they make a very nice statement in the in the landscape. And these probably have what six or seven or eight feet of trunk before oh, the oh, at least come out. yeah, before yeah. the fronds come. Yeah,
2: out at least it's a, it's a it's a really nice looking palm tree. And they don't get very big overall no. either. It's a it's a relatively dwarf palm tree. Um, the Kentias that we had too were were yeah, nice. really nice. Um, that's one of my favorite palm trees. But man, they can they either look really good. Or they look mediocre.
3: Do you remember uh, on Oak Bend, your old neighbor's house? The guy next downhill from you, a couple of a couple of houses, he had put in kentias, and they burned for the first year or so. Do you do you remember?
2: Oh, there, Well, I don't. That, I don't think that was on Oak Bend. I think that was on Spruce Run. Around the corner from the house that we're in now, he he lands when he landscaped his yard, he put in a bunch of big Kent big specimen Kentias. And the first year they didn't look that great because they they were grown in the shade originally, and then they trans they transferred them out into the sun.
3: And how do they look? now? They look pretty good. Yeah,
2: yeah, they look pretty good. Um, yeah, those were some those were some big ones.
4: They get like up to forty feet.
2: Maybe. Well, Slow, doing, very like, very very slowly, very
4: slowly right?
2: We, I, one of those things that my dad sent me on when I was in high school. Uh, we had a landscaper that did a lot, that we worked with a lot. He dug up a huge Kentia palm out in Point Loma, and,
3: and I had to go get it. Was that the one that was, it was on out the side of the building forever? Yeah, it was towering over yeah. the building. It's the biggest one I'd ever seen.
2: Yeah, yeah, I had to go pick that up and bring it back. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a real treat.
3: Thanks, Dad.
2: Yeah. It wasn't the, wasn't the only one that I, only thing that I've ever had to go and get uh, that big Bucarnia that we have in the
3: box on you the know, pallet. I've done a few of those runs with your dad and myself, and the Bucarnias were the ones that I thought were going to kill us, but we were able to back the truck <laughs> right up to the raised planter and mm-hmm. kind of slide them in. That was, from, that was at Eve Davidson's house. Up to Point Loma.
2: Okay. See, the one I pulled out, uh, my friend friend and I went to go get it over in Coronado, and the base on it was almost three feet in diameter. So what's
4: the plant, the second one we're speaking of? Bucarnia.
3: The elephant foot? Elephant
2: foot or ponytail palm. Yeah, Yeah. ponytail palm. And
3: they're nothing but weight. It's just
2: water. Down at the bottom. (laughs) It's just water. And uh, we had to create this some kind of... And then the homeowner... He was partially disabled so he really couldn't help us so we tried to make a ramp and roll the base into the back of the truck and that failed miserably so we got a he had a sawhorse and a like a two by10 and we made a teeter totter type system that we could at least get the root ball up to the bed of the truck and then we my friend and I were able to jam it into the bed of the truck but it it almost killed us
3: about. I don't know, 25 years ago, I went to dig a Sago out of somebody's yard, and it was August. Mm -hmm. And so being the smart man that I am, I scheduled it for the morning so it wouldn't be too hot. Mm -hmm. And the Sago was on the east side of the house, so right (laughs) up against the wall. So the rising sun was just beating off of that (laughs) wall. And I had my pickup truck, and... There was no way after I. It was enormous. That it had two and a half, three feet of trunk. I took a decent root ball, and I was going to lift this into the back of my pickup yeah. truck by myself. And I called your, I called the nursery, and your dad came out with a low trailer. He rescued mm-hmm. me, and and a dolly or something. We wheeled it onto the back of the low trailer, and he brought it back to the nursery for me. I it, there was no way I could have possibly done this, and it was awful. And that's when I swore I would never go dig another sago palm. palm again. Yeah. It was a beautiful plant, mm-hmm. but...
4: Did anyways. you box it and sell it? What was the purpose of getting this tree?
3: Well, from? I was going to do something with it because it was a sago and they're slow growing and they're valuable and blah, 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 blah. I actually think it ended up in the front yard of a house up uh, on Mount, or off the shoulders of Mount Helix and... The customer did not like her birdbath. And the area that it was in, I mean, the birdbath was perfect for it from a landscape design perspective. Anyway, this makes the nice little single trunk. It was a good good fit for that, for that yard. So it didn't end up anywhere. Either that or it's the one that's at my house now and I don't know.
2: <laughs> oh, some of the stuff that we used to do. Uh, Let's see. What else we got on here to talk about? Uh, Oh, you caught a palm weevil the
3: other day. Well, I thought it was a green fruit beetle. It was coming down my driveway. I was going down the driveway to let the chickens out, and this little, well, big beetle flew around my head slowly, and so I, I whacked it out of the sky, and then I realized, yeah, it was the South American palm weevil, which there's no canary island date palms on my street i don't know what it was doing or who its next victim or target well well it it doesn't have one now it does not but where was it headed uh which reminds me about how many canary island date palms in the east county are gone including three big ones behind my parents house and some other ones along fuerte drive are gone now um
2: most of the ones in the san diego riverbed in the bay park area are are gone. Uh, there's a few in Presidio Park that are gone. There's a lot on MCRD that are gone, um, and I mentioned that when I was over at a reception at uh, MCRD a couple of months ago. I said, you know, you those over there because the ones the ones at MCRD look like they were put in when the base went in, which was what 1923. 20, yeah, well,
4: 23, I think, 23, is when the which, Butler yeah. House was built, so probably 18.
2: Yeah, so. I said you need to get rid of those. I said because as those crowns rot, I said they can fall off, and if it lands on somebody, it's not going to be good. Um, but I don't know if they're doing.
3: I don't know what they're doing. Um, so that might be one method of control of companion planters. Yeah. <laughs> here, come sit with me. Here. Yeah. Um,
4: well, you know, you and I were reading a little bit about it yesterday, and it's not just the Canary Island palms that they attack, I and mean, other there are other. Palm what trees. are the other ones? Well, I don't have it open, but it was up there. Almost everything. Most of the most, Phoenix most, family. Most of the Phoenix, for, for sure. And is the where they will... want
3: to go first? Yes. But they will go to the other palms? And they will
4: go to others as well.
3: And That's was there, uh, is there anything other than the soil drench amid a that you would do? No, they
4: actually, the article from one of the ag department said, base, I think it was the ag department, might have been UC, uh, it basically said, shred the tree, burn it, run it through a chipper shredder, minimize the risk.
3: Wow. Um, so, if you have any of these palms that you would like to protect, I think people should start soil drenching with the once a year tree and shrub for things that that's what's they recommended don't yeah. want right. to do without you know
2: because yeah. it's it's going to be a big job getting rid of them there's one there's a huge one right around the corner from me going up the street and it almost kind of looks like the lower fronds are—I st- don't know if they're just old fronds and they're starting to droop or if it's got yeah, issues right. and they're starting to droop, but we'll have to keep an eye on it. And you see. know, the
3: same thing applies for the agave weevil, and they are all over the the county now. I know there's a bunch of them up in, in North Poway. And if you want to protect those, you have to do it preventively because if you wait till you see something it's too it's, it's too, late. too late right
2: yeah yeah um you know there they had a big problem in Beverly Hills about ten or fifteen years ago there was i think it was um i think it was fusarium i think it was a bacterial infection was killing the killing the palm trees, and that actually caused them to cause the crowns to rot and then when but they looked they looked halfway decent still, but then if the if you got a Santa Ana comes through, it would catch that canopy of the of the Canary Island date palm, and it would pull the pull the whole crown off of the top of the tree and come crashing down. And you're talking about something that weighs between fifteen hundred and two thousand pounds, yeah. and
3: it was causing a lot of problems. Mary used to have big uh, Canary Island date palms in front of her house, and I don't know what made me pay, atten- pay attention once, but a couple of them had weakened trunks, and you could see narrowing of the trunks, and they were starting to lean. And it was just a... Would be a matter of time before, before gravity and the, the weight took it took them down. And hopefully there'd be nobody standing under there. They're gone now, which I think it makes the whole house look better. They were, there was, it was just too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just... You never know. Yeah, you know uh, what I haven't heard is
2: them having problems with the with the weevils out in the desert, out in the where where they where they grow the date crops. Yeah, I haven't it, heard
4: anything or or read anything yet.
2: Yeah, it just seems to it. Everything that I've seen has all just been localized right. um,
3: here in San Diego.
4: Yeah, it was a, it detected here first in about uh, 2016.
3: Yeah. Well, I remember doing a consult down uh, over by Poway High School, and it was just totally rotted off. And when it, the, the plant's still intact, or it appears intact, but the top just comes off, and you can see all the, the larvae, and the, they're big. The chickens would love
2: them. They're, yeah, they're like
4: massive grubs. Yes. Yeah. No,
2: thank. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you'd like to give us a call, 1-888-344-1170 is the number. We would love to talk to you. We'll be back with more right after this.
1: Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way.
2: And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson, along with David Ross and George Allman. Uh, you know what has become a very popular line of houseplants just within the past two years or so are aroids. Aeroids. Yes, sir. Agreed. <laughs> I mean, the, the so yes, the, so, he knows. The, so, the selection of stuff that we have in the Poway store right now is really pretty amazing. Everything from relatively inexpensive pothos to some pretty Ridiculous impressive ones, some pretty impressive collector plants. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty neat. Some there's some really neat stuff up there right now.
3: So. I do enjoy seeing people come in and. It makes me feel old, but seeing younger people come in that are getting into the plants it's a it's very different now, and I used to kind of mock it, but it's nice seeing a yeah. for whatever reason, even if it's for the wrong reasons, having the right people coming in that are getting excited about plants but, but, again yeah.
4: and I would say that a lot of the folks that are getting excited are with house plants are the younger folks. there are a lot of young people, young couples that come in with house plants
3: and it it's nice to see people getting back into plants and then that'll spread and maybe they'll grow a vegetable or something. Yes. And, and so I'm okay with working on it. Working on it. Yes.
2: Uh, we're going to go to the phones. We're going to go out to El Cajon where Rick is waiting. Good morning, Rick. How are you?
6: Good morning, sir. Thank you very much for taking my call. Anytime. And thank you. And thank you for your program. I, I listen often. I, I work most Saturdays, but I listen as I'm waiting to go on to my shift, and you guys are amazing. Well, thank you. I appreciate uh, that. He's absolutely yeah, correct.
4: I a, Can't argue with that.
6: <laughs> uh, okay, guys. Uh, I had a, a specific question about a build-out that I'm involved with. Um, I had... Um, a plot plan and I wanted to have a plant selection for uh, some type of uh, dwarf citrus, uh, dwarf avocado uh, mixed in with um, some uh, perennials and um, a few annual color and I'm not sure exactly What would be the best combination? And in the mix of it all, in between those, I wanted to have uh, a little vegetable area. So I'm, I'm betwixt and confused at this point. I'm in the process of putting a drip irrigation system in. And once I get that in, then the plant selection would be next. Is there someone I could speak with, uh, either Poway or San Diego, that could give me some uh, suggestions as to what would be best as a mix?
2: Yeah, we we should be able to do that. What I would do is try to bring in a... If you have a plot plan that you're working off of, then that, that will make it a lot easier because we can see what the spacing is and everything else. Uh, but yeah, either store should be able to help you out with that.
3: We also on the website cool. have some designers yes. that will come out to your house if you want to have a little bit more in-depth uh, assistance with it that can do a design for you and help you put that all together. But if you know pretty much where you want these plants, you know you just told us what types of plants you want, we can help you fill the holes. Uh, Both of our stores are staffed with people that can
6: help you with that. Okay, who would I speak with at Poway specifically?
4: Just come to customer service desk and tell them what you're looking for and then we'll get somebody to help you out. Just as, as Ken said, bring in some pictures and we'll help you identify plants that'll work. We won't tell you where to plant them, that's up to you in your yard, but we'll give you plants that will work in that area.
6: Yeah, that sounds great. So there's no one specifically at Poway or San Diego to speak with?
3: That's actually what we what our staff are designed or to do. And so any one of the, the customer service people can help you with that. If I'm there when you're there, I could help you with that, but there's that's what our customer service staff
6: helps our people with. Okay. And and you're at Poway? Yes, sir. And your name? David is David. Okay. Very good. Uh, I, I'm going to make a trip up probably on Tuesday. It's a day off for me. So I will definitely check uh, check that out uh, with you, David, if you're there. I am
3: generally there on
6: Tuesdays. Excellent. Very see? good. Gentlemen, have a, have a good weekend. Thank you very much for your help.
2: Thank you, Rick. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, let's see, we're going to go talk to Ryan next. Good morning, Ryan. How are you?
7: Good morning. How are you? Good. What can we do for you? I was just in your shop yesterday in this uh, Poway location. I saw you had a great-looking uh, line of uh, Swiss pruning uh, material. look looked like high-quality tools, and I was just calling in, and we have a maintenance day going on at the uh, San Diego location. Today and I will be there uh, maintaining Felco uh, pruners.
2: Oh, excellent! Thank you very much. Yeah, we uh, we really appreciate the products that you guys make. We we push them all the time because of the quality, uh, and that we we tell people that if you don't lose it, it's the last pair of pruners that you will ever have to buy. Because stolen, lost, or stolen, lost, or stolen because every case. because everything is replaceable.
7: Exactly. All parts replaceable, yeah, lost or stolen. Uh, maybe it can grow legs and walk away, and uh, that is one reason we do sell more pruners. So uh, that is uh, a, a a reason. I,
3: I did remember to bring my my handle cover and my shears. I don't know if I'm going to make it down to the class, but if I don't, then either I'm going to be a, a big boy and do it myself, or I'll wait until you come to a class this fall in Poway. But one way or another, I'm right. going to get the the handle cover back onto my shear.
7: We will take care of that uh, one way or another, but yeah, all the all the handles uh, are easily to replace. You can buy a, a rubberized grip cover. You can uh, throw it in a bit of uh, boiling or uh, hot water, get it moldable and then throw it over the, uh, the old handle and uh, put a little bit of glue in the, what would be called the shoulder of the, the tool and it should be good to go. Awesome. I,
3: can't tell you how many years when I started. Oh, you can
7: tell
4: him. He's a professional.
3: Oh, I can? Yeah. Okay. I will tell you since George <laughs> says it's okay. Many, many moons ago, I used to work with a co-worker at our San Diego store. It was about 30 years ago. Joe Gomez, mm-hmm. you know, to drop names. And he and I sometimes didn't get along, and he loved Felco Shears. So I spent the first five or ten years of my career avoiding Felco Shears because Joe liked them so much. So every year when I would prune roses, I would blister on my hands from using my Coronas or the old school pruners. The flex ones, too. They, yeah. they don't fit in the hand, and the pressure points are just – I never understood. That's the only place that my hand was contacting the pruner. And when I finally broke down and bought a pair of Felco 11s, it changed. It was a life-changing <laughs> experience. Um my hands didn't get sore and I didn't blister. That was the last time I blistered when I was pruning because the Felcos, the way they're designed, they fit in your they're hand. They're ergonomic. They're ergonomically designed and so the pressure is displaced and, across yeah. the whole and hand. And they come
4: in various sizes so they do fit a, a large segment of society. I love, hands. I love
3: my Felco shears now.
2: Yeah, and you know we have we have looked to try to find other ones, and they are not out there. Nobody makes nobody makes a shear like like Felco shears. They're, they're, I think they're ha- hands down the best shears that are on the market.
7: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, basically, the the idea there is you know over the last seventy five years of business, Felco has you know refused to cut corners, outsource, or change manufacturing, and we manufacture all our own metals. Um, as well as, you know, doing our own design so we can uh, kind of control quality that way. And we certainly have uh, tools size for small, medium, large hands, left hands, um, and then per even application. If uh, you have specific applications, we do make um, specialized tools for those. So we try to really cater to the uh, consumer, and um, we have a loyal fan base um, because of that. And so that's why we can't cut those corners and make those quick, business decisions that just don't make sense over the long haul.
3: There was a local big box retailer. Um, I don't want to name names, but I believe it was Costco. And they were selling (laughs) shears that looked just like Felco shears. They were red, and they were aluminum, and they looked beautiful, and they were cheap. And guess what? They were cheap. They were cheap. They don't hold up. They the blade. I mean... now that I understand you guys h- handle all the processes of the manufacturing, it makes sense that it's a different product it, it Something else can look very very similar, but if they're made out of cheaper metals and the blades don't hold up and they uh, it, it's it just because it looks the same and is' less cost less doesn't mean it's any
2: better or even equivalent
3: It's not even mm-hmm. in the ballpark yeah. it, we've we've done a few different tests, and i well. I cannot state strongly enough how important my hands have become in my life. <laughs> and the older you get, the more important it is that the shears are ergonomically designed and are functional. Um, and when they are of the quality that the Felcos are, you can get much more cutting done with much less effort, leaving your hands to not hurt.
2: That is is correct.
3: Anyway, I... Yeah. Love the product. He's a fan. I'm a I'm a total fan. And what kind of stuff or what kind of repairs are you going to be doing? Are, are these like tune ups and tightenings and sharpenings, or what is it you're going to be doing today?
7: Yeah. So the beauty of focal product is you know all parts are replaceable and it's super easy to uh, take off um, the blade, the uh, nut, bolt, screw, and get a get in there for a cleaning or to re grease the tool. So we're going to do pretty much anything that anybody brings to us in terms of. Uh, um, taking care of these Falco products and triage and uh, try to make them look fresh and factory ready. So we will do blade sharpening, blade replacement, uh, explain how the tool can be taken apart for those who, you know, maybe don't understand how easy it is to take these apart and uh, rebuild them and hand them back over. So we will do, you know, full blade replacement. We'll do some sharpening and we'll do some training on, you know, how to properly sharpen at home. So, well, the,
4: the, the uh, packages yeah. that, the, that the tool comes in have, has a little multi-tool inside there to take the nuts off and to loosen the screws as well.
7: Correct, yeah. In the packaging, uh, you can flip open uh, to trifold, and you'll have all your part components. So you'll have a part schematic as well as maintenance uh, directions and uh, a small key, which can be used to, you know, completely open the tool. And you can also just use a, a household wrench if you want something with a little more leverage but that key will work um, in the field if you just need to do a quick uh, like a, what we call a, a truck bed service. So, what,
3: what is this fantastic service that you are going to be providing at the San Diego store going to cost the people who bring their shears in?
7: It's going to cost zero dollars so we're going to do it today and uh, hopefully pass some, some education and some learning over to uh, the consumer and uh, I think it'll be good because once you learn how to service your Felco you really you know, can do it uh, on your own, and it's really easy and simple to do. So hopefully we can teach that. It's
3: like teaching someone to fish versus giving them a fish, you know? But right. more when I said I didn't think I was going to have time to get down there. Yeah. Since it's free, I just might be able to get make it.
4: Well, here's the good news, that we are working with the with Ryan and, and Jennifer to come up and do a class for us in the Poway store
3: Yeah,
2: in the R- fall. Yeah. Ryan, thank you very much for calling in. We're looking forward to having you in San Diego at the class today, and uh, looking forward to seeing you in Poway this fall.
7: Thank you, guys. Have a lovely
2: day. Okay, you too. Bye. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back with more right after this.
1: your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170 that's 888-344-1170 there is more garden talk on the way
2: and we're back with more garden talk here on kcbq and kprz i'm ken Anderson along with david ross and george allman mark mahady has the day off we are going to head back to the phones and we're going to talk to john clements from the san diego botanical garden good morning john how are you
8: Good morning guys
2: i'm doing really well how are all of you doing well thank you you have a new event coming up starting today if i am not mistaken
8: that's correct i i was at the garden from seven in the morning yesterday till 10 last night oh so that's a long day <laughs> goodness it was a long day but uh, it's ready to go today and uh, it's a house plant exhibition in the conservatory And Renee Van Rems, who does such a great job designing the shows that we do, has done another really magnificent job putting together. It's really not – you'll find some really showy, very cool, very rare houseplants. But the real essence of the show is that there are vignettes throughout the entire conservatory. And it's really maybe an idea source about – how to pair pots with plants and, and groupings and kind of an artistic presentation of your houseplant. So it, it's a very unusual and very cool show.
2: Well, it sounds, it sounds fantastic. I'm going to have to make, make some time to come over and check it out. Uh, all the exhibitions that you do in the conservatory are pretty amazing, to, to say the least. So I'm sure you guys have knocked it out of the park once again.
8: Well, thanks. We we really enjoy doing them, and they bring a lot of people into the garden, which is part of why we do them. And one of the best parts about this show is that we have some really amazing houseplant vendors that are going to be on-site select days during the exhibition. It'll be every Saturday and Sunday and many Fridays. And on our website, there is actually a list of the vendors that will be there. So there will be orchid growers, uh, but there's an amazing place from Ecuador uh, that raises tropical plants, brings them into the country. They're all, you know, phytosanitary certificated and all that. So, but they have uh, the best source of aeroids I have ever seen in my life. And. There's uh, lots of anthuriums, really, really rare philodendrons and things. And there was a group of probably 30 young folks. You know, the houseplant craze is really big among the younger people. Like from maybe early 20s through about 35, those people are nuts.
2: Oh, yeah. They are crazy what, what they're getting into.
8: And they had boxes and boxes of stuff that they were hauling out of there. And these plants aren't cheap. They're very cool and rare, but they're not cheap. And, uh, they were loading up boxes of 10 or so of these things. So it's, it's a really great bunch of vendors too.
2: Well, that, that's excellent. You know, I, how did the, um, how did the world of orchids go? How'd that show go over? Oh,
8: oh, that was very, very good again this year. Yeah. And it, and it's different every time, which makes it nice. So, uh, Yeah, the Orchid Show was fabulous. Now, uh, why
2: don't you let the folks know how they can get tickets to the uh, World of Houseplants exhibition.
8: Yeah, you can go online to our website, and uh, it's included as part of your admission to the garden. And um, and one of the best deals around town is that you can get an annual membership, for a couple, it's like a hundred and five dollars. If you're an individual, it's like sixty bucks. And you can come into the garden every single day of the year. And so, if you do it that way, you could come and check out the vendors every weekend and just pay once for the whole year.
2: Now, the, with the member, as I recall, when we when we joined, um, your membership card for the San Diego Botanical Garden also gets you into other botanical gardens on a reciprocal basis. Is that correct?
8: Right, it it does get you into basically every botanic garden in the country, oh. uh, including the Japanese Friendship Garden in Balboa Park and Sherman Gardens up in um, Newport Beach. The only one that really doesn't reciprocate with us is the Huntington, which they're on their own level. But yeah,
3: that's true.
8: But but basically uh, everybody else in the country reciprocates, and which is a really fabulous deal.
2: Yeah, you know, you mentioned the Sherman Sherman Library and Gardens up in up in Newport. That is a pretty neat little botanical garden. Um, I my parents took me there when I was a kid, and then uh, about ten or fifteen years ago, uh, Melanie and I went back up there and brought our son up there. And it's a it's a neat little garden. Really, really pretty little place.
8: Yeah, it is. It's a really nice spot.
2: Okay, and what are the hours, John?
8: Uh we are open every day but Tuesday and uh we're open from 9 to 5.
2: Excellent. Excellent. Hopefully we'll see you up there and uh hopefully we'll get the word out to some people to go and take a look and that's the uh, and it runs from today to is, is it September 5th?
8: September the 5th.
2: Yeah. Yep. Okay. So plenty of time <clears throat> plenty of time to get up there to see it.
8: Very good. Thank you so much.
2: Okay, thanks John. We appreciate the call. Have a great weekend and good luck.
3: Thank you.
4: Bye-bye. Take care. Okay, I don't want to call him out.
3: What? He said you can go 365 days a year. And then he said they're closed Tuesdays. Is no, it I thought he said you conservatory. Could, he said
2: you could go. No, well, I said he, I thought he said you could go every day. So I would expect that to be every day that they were open.
3: Ah, yeah. good point. I so good I like point. John. Thank John's you. a great guy. Yeah,
2: John is a He's, really good guy. You
3: know, he has the same name, and he sounds just like the guy that did the pre-sent- presentation at the nursery in Poway uh, a couple of months ago. Is it the same John Clements? It is
4: the same John. He did a, a water, an aquatic plant uh, class for us, and he did a, a proteaceae. Class for us.
3: Yeah, there were a lot of very happy people uh, that came he, to that. He's,
4: he's just a genuinely nice guy, you know, on top of knowing all this stuff.
3: Uh, unlike, unlike people around you right company. now. Yeah, yeah gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Noted. Uh, you know, I did a, it's kind of a weird thing. Uh, I have, well, not a weird thing. I have on my kitchen windowsill some jars with some pothos and spider plants. You know, the things you can just throw into water. Mm mm-hmm. And I noticed these little black worms in there that were flipping around in my in my water <laughs> on my windowsill. Mosquitoes? Mosquito larvae. Mosquito
2: lar- yeah. How did they get in the house? Well, you don't leave the doors
3: open or something. On occasion, oh. in the evenings, there might be open doors. Did you
4: use a product like BT to eradicate?
3: So I went after finally remembering. I, I picked up at the nursery the the BT for. Fungus gnats and for the water, the, mm-hmm. the mosquito the dunks, and I just sprinkled a tiny bit, just a couple of granules into each of those jars, and within minutes, the larvae were dead. Wow! It happened immediately. That's amazing. Yeah, I was pretty surprised because it's not really it's it's a
2: bacterial it's a bacteria. control. It's not I, a
3: it, it's not a poison. It must so. affect them immediately. I guess they, they so. must be moving something through the water. I it happened immediately. Wow, that's yeah. Pretty I cool. was I was very pleased. So if you have windowsill plants, well, I think that's enough. Okay, you've been listening to the
2: Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to be back next Saturday morning with another hour. Have a great weekend, everybody.